0: Maybe Morgan dressed like Wolverine. Maybe Dave ate his way out of trouble. Maybe Tuskin's.
1: Welcome to When Last We Left Our Podcast, a bi-weekly storytelling podcast hosted by me, Morgan Piel. Me, Dave Worth. And me, Dustin Dado. Each week we tell true life stories inspired by the events that happened to us since the last time we recorded this podcast. When Last We Left Our Podcast, Morgan bought Ironhide and saw Deadpool. Dustin took the road less traveled, and Dave had a very long day. This week, Morgan is pregnant, Dave takes the stairs, and Dustin is haunted. Nailed it. Yeah, there perfect.
2: Are, there are varying levels of intensity in those teeth There really are yeah. a lot. Yeah, we really did a really
1: made some ground here, guys. We yeah. Really what if it's like reverse
0: intensity on the stories themselves?
2: That would like, be amazing.
0: My story is about taking stairs made of lava.
2: <laughs> then in your teeth is, is crap. <laughs> you left
1: out the lava part. Yeah. I mean, I'm for cotton candy, so it's the lightest, probably. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In that I'm going to be pooping some cotton candy later.
2: Great. That, that's let's a, jump right into that and, yeah, story. Yeah, let's get into that. And
1: Dustin, um, yeah. All right. Well, I guess, yeah, I'll just tell my story. Um, so I've been living in my current apartment for a little over three years now, and I was very lucky to get my apartment. I'm very grateful that I found it. Like any apartment search in New York, at least in my experience, it came right down to the wire. It was the, It was two weeks before my lease ran out when I looked at an apartment I was ready to sign the papers on and discovered I had a very serious potential cockroach problem as I was like the pen over the paper about to sign it and I backed out of that deal with no backup plan and I was freaking out as I walked away going what have I done um the woman had done massive renovations and had assured me there are no roaches and then just down to the wire I'm like so you said no roaches right like, yeah, yeah yeah there there were roaches here it was a bad infestation but Uh, Since we've been doing the renovations, they're gone now. And, you know, who knows where they've gone. And I went, well, it's probably the renovations that scared them away. And when they're done, they're all coming back. So uh, it was...
2: Why would she have even mentioned, like, oh, no, we used to have an... uh, It was uh, was uh, really weird. (laughs) Because she,
1: like, she lied through her teeth the first, like, five times I asked her over the course of looking at this apartment. And it was like, right, maybe she felt guilt as I was about to sign the paperwork. And then, yeah, I backed out. And then I found this current place with, like, three days to spare. Um, when I moved in, it's a four apartment building and the landlord and his family live in the one apartment on the first floor and, um, the landlord's father-in-law was on the second apartment and then upstairs it was me and then this like husband and wife with a kid. And when I moved in, one of the things that the landlord impressed upon me was that there were no pets allowed. And the reason for this was that the previous tenant in my apartment had a dog, like a good sized dog, um... And it would just run up and down the apartment, back and forth. And the landlord and his family lived directly below that apartment. So they'd hear that, like, tiki tack of nails over and over and over again. And that understandably drove them nuts. And that was fine. I don't have pets. It was a non-issue. Like, okay, yeah, that's fine. No problem, whatever. I was there about a year when uh, the father-in-law passed away. And the family, instead of renting that apartment decided to take that over. So now the family lives in both apartments on the first floor. Um, A little while later, about six months later, and I don't know specifically what happened, but the wife and the daughter in the apartment across from mine, upstairs, the one of the family with a husband, wife, and a daughter, um, the wife and the daughter moved out. Something was going on with the marriage there. And for a long time, it was just the guy living in that apartment. And I say something was going on there, not just because his wife and daughter left, but also because he started throwing crazy loud parties with his friends that would go until 2, 3 in the morning. This is your landlord? No, no, no. This is upstairs. This is the other apartment that isn't family of the the landlord. So the two
0: downstairs are landlord family Correct. upstairs
1: next to you is husband, husband, wife, and daughter. Wife, daughter, with now party husband. Just party husband. Gotcha. And the landlord and I had asked him to stop the music and the partying numerous times and completely ignoring us. Um, at one point, I am fairly positive he had a prostitute over. Um, I say this because there was a strange woman's voice in the apartment, and then she seemed to be there until about 2 in the morning. And then an SUV, a black SUV, pulled up in front of the building, started holding down the horn, and then circling the block and coming back and doing that until she ran out the door and leapt into the SUV and took off. That was interesting. So, as you can imagine, the landlord was keen to Is have Is that common
0: prostitute behavior. I don't, I don't know, it but was it, just
1: get have sex for money. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know prostitute behavior, but that seems like prostitute okay. behavior. I can't think of what else it would be, but
0: uh, I, 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 has I, has has female over it goes weird, she calls cab, cab's
1: owned by asshole. Yeah, right. but I've never seen an SUV as a cab. It's always a sedan. Oh, sure. The black yeah, I mean, it could, yeah, it, I could have been
2: a, it could have been an Uber black, yeah. but at the same time, like, I wanted to doubt Morgan, yeah. and I think the story checks out. Yeah. All
1: right. Also, All right. this was before Uber was a thing. I mean, I, I, okay. at least before it was in New York, so sure. I don't know if this would be a new, anyway. Any, okay. Anyway. Look. Anyway, the, my point is that the landlord eventually kicked this guy out. Um, it was a drawn out process. And the way the landlord went about doing this was he, he said to me, Hey, Hey Morgan, um, I'm going to tell, cause I guess he's not confrontational. I'm going to tell the tenant that I'm selling the building and that he's got to be out by such and such a date. So if he asks you, you're also moving out, going back to your parents' place in Connecticut. So just, you know, if he asks you, I'd never spoken to this guy before. I barely knew what he looked like.
0: Are you on leases? No. Oh, okay.
1: month to month. Okay. So whatever. That was weird. Eventually that guy was gone. And again, instead of renting that apartment, uh, he decided to move more of his family into it. In this case, his eldest daughter. She was, you know, I guess early college age. And she wants, as a lot of kids do, want some sense of uh, autonomy. And so she took over that apartment. Shortly after moving into that apartment, I hear, Arf! Arf, arf! She got a dog. I am not allowed to have pets, but she is. And again, this, I don't have any pets, so it's not like I was giving up anything. But one of the things that my landlord impressed upon me when I moved into this apartment was that the walls and the floor are paper thin. And boy, was that true, because I could clearly hear this dog, especially during that adjustment period. Are you sure it
0: wasn't a dog prostitute?
1: I'm not sure. Um... (laughs) I will say I, see, I saw the dog and continue to see the dog and it's a very attractive dog so it is possible that okay. it's a dog prostitute. Was it
2: wearing fishnets?
1: It was wearing fishnets. Okay, then um, dog prostitute. Dog but prostitute. look, I don't want to slut shame. It could just really like dressing up in fishnets. You know, it's not my place to make any sort of judgment call. There was a small um, SUV that would pull up periodically in front of the building <laughs> and throw treats out of it. <laughs> um, so, okay, she has a dog. It's a... It's a friendly enough dog, but it does seem to have a memory problem where it periodically forgets that I live in this building. So every time I open the door, it starts barking its head off. That's gotten old. <laughs> That's gotten really old. Um,
0: as, as a dog professional, yeah, there are dogs who greet me no matter how many times I've come and picked them up with full-on rage bark. Yeah, this until is a full they, on... until they figure out that I'm
1: who I am. And. Because this family has overtaken the building, I am their last remaining tenant, they just now wander around it like it's their house. And so they'll leave doors open and the dog will just wander around. So I'll open the door and the dog will come charging towards me and then sniff me up and down. And like, I I love dogs. They're friendly. They're lovely. But sometimes I don't want to have to wrestle somebody else's dog out of the way just to get to my apartment. So that went on for a while. Now, I should also say that during this time, uh, my friend Lauren is a cartoonist. I had an opportunity to do a speaking engagement, and she asked me if I could dog-sit for her. And I thought, well, I'm not allowed to have pets, but the landlord's daughter has pets, so I'm sure dog-sitting for my friend for two days would probably be fine. No, it was not fine. I asked the landlord, and he said, no, it's, I can't I can't have that sound of the dog going back and forth in the apartment or the barking, and I'm standing there thinking, you, you have that. You have that with your daughter's dog, but... Fine, fine. Okay, whatever. Six months go by. Seven months go by. That's a terrible impression of a cat. But you know what a cat sounds like. I start hearing a cat because he got his daughter a cat to go with the dog. And like the dog, it's a very sweet cat. However, it's a very curious cat. And I am the last remaining thing it hasn't discovered with its nose, its paws, or its mouth. So anytime I come out of my apartment, it immediately bounds over to me, tries to get into my apartment, tries to get my attention. When I give it attention on those rare occasions where I go and pet it, it decides it no longer wants attention, so it scratches me. It's very frustrating. On top of which, she has taken to leaving the kitty litter box in the hallway rather than her apartment because it stinks and no one wants that in their apartment so let's just leave it in the hallway by one of morgan's doors the one that leads to his bedroom and i've talked to the landlord about this and his response was Well make i'll make sure she cleans it periodically no no move it move it don't make sure she I, doesn't matter how much you clean it the stank always stays in there more recently two days ago I discovered that she also has moved the food bin and it's a giant plastic bin because I kept hearing this like loud rattling sound and I couldn't figure out what it was. And it's now the food bin is in the hallway. Now, a couple months ago, I'd been having a recurring problem with the shower head in my shower and it just wasn't producing enough water. So I had the landlord come in and look at that. When I first called him, he said, I'll definitely come up and take a look at it. I can't this weekend, unfortunately, because it is my daughter's baby shower this is the first i've heard of that and i said to him oh congratulations and his response was and i quote yeah so anyway um next week i'll come up and take a look at the head. i'm guessing this was not a planned pregnancy that this was not expected or at least not planned with her father correct Um, And also, and I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, this is someone for whom I have frequently heard her having sex because the walls are paper thin. The floor is paper thin. On the rare occasions that I get any in my apartment, I have heard my landlord turn on the TV and turn up the volume. I know that he can hear his daughter having sex. So this couldn't have been a huge surprise to him that she has gotten pregnant, but fine.
2: Although she was probably not going like... Oh, I'm unprotected right now. (laughs) I've I've never been more fertile.
1: I'm ovulating. (laughs) Um, During that week, I saw the giant, they had a baby shower and it was one of those like big um, wicker chairs with the balloons tied to it and everything. Just like sadly out in the hallway with the gold balloons just half deflated, hanging off of it, ready to be thrown in the garbage. That's not a great start to this child's life. That was about a month and a half ago. Two days ago, I was in my apartment, enjoying the benefits of living by myself without any pets, enjoying the peace and quiet that I so rarely get when I heard, (laughs) Now, I know she was not that pregnant. I've heard this a bunch of times, though, and I'm not sure exactly what's making this sound, but I'm guessing it's some sort of. Congratulations! You're expecting. Here's what to expect when you're expecting. Video series, or maybe some sort of a fake baby that she's learning
0: on. Cats in heat.
1: It's not a cat in heat. I know what that sounds like. We've had many cats in heat. Okay. This is clearly a human baby crying huh. sound. I don't know what is making it, but it's definitely got me gun shy now. Because while I know that this isn't a real baby, she's not that pregnant. That will be a thing that will be in my apartment in counting backwards from the baby shower, let's say eight months, maybe, maybe a little bit less. I don't know how pregnant she is. You said
2: the baby shower was 2 months ago. Yeah, but I also don't know how pregnant she is. So I'm she trying to leave enough been of a She was at least pregnant. You think so? The time yeah. Okay. I
1: I don't know how this stuff works. You don't works.
0: tell anybody you're pregnant for the first 3 months.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. So, fuck. So that's really coming. So yeah, have so that's
0: you, Is she bumping out? Like I said? haven't
1: I haven't seen her. She doesn't seem to come out of the apartment anymore like she used to. Huh. So, I haven't actually That's and I hadn't thought about that. I haven't seen her in oh, quite a while. Uh, but I do see her boyfriend periodically. And he's very friendly. Um, he knows my name, which is weird because I never talked to him. But he but, won't put a ring on it. I maybe I don't know. It's the worst. It's so yeah. So that's <clears throat> that's been um, my past week has been getting um, the anxiety shivers about the possibility of hearing a, a baby crying to go with the sound of the cat meowing and the dog barking in this building that is becoming increasingly overrun by one single family which is significantly more than when I first moved in. I'm going to put
0: something out there. Please do. They clearly want you to leave. Like, they, they, they want that place for themselves. It's not that they don't like you. They want that place for themselves. I posit okay. that you haven't seen her. She's not actually pregnant. This well, is a fake pregnancy that they're using
1: to scare you out of the building. It's true. They could be gaslighting me like they gaslit that other person. Mm-hmm. The thing is... I don't think they want me out because one of the problems I've had with this apartment is that since it's a four-bedroom a four-apartment building, it's not rent-stabilized. And he keeps increasing my rent because he has no other tenants. And he keeps saying, like, I'm sorry, but, you know, I have to increase your rent because I don't have any more tenants. And I know that he's going to come to me because the last time he increased my rent a year ago, he's like, yeah, I'm probably going to increase it again in a year. So Wait, if- wait, wait.
0: His argument... His argument's nonsense, though. That argument makes no sense. Right. If you If you are if, if you have to increase the rent because you don't have other tenants, you're not going to make four times the rent. Yeah, yeah. This is a small amount of money yeah. he's making to cover costs. It's, he's
2: trying to get you out. Do you really think so?
1: Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like if he wanted to get me out, he could have done something a lot more aggressive like he did with the previous but, tenant. But, but
2: also, for your own sanity...
1: Oh, I want out. You should move. I absolutely want out. I've And I've tried numerous times. The problem is that Ridgewood, where I live, has become trendy thanks to the New York Times constantly running articles saying, Is Ridgewood trendy? So the rents, every time I look for an apartment, rents have gone up three or 400 bucks around the air, like everywhere. So when I moved in, it was $1,100. That is an impossible price to find now. It's really difficult to find anything under 1500 which is significantly more than I can. Ford. It's cheaper
2: in Astoria.
1: I would love to find a place in Astoria. I, I don't think every it time, is. It's really not. <laughs> no, it's, I, I've, I've looked numerous times. Every time I, I have a, a broker friend, acquaintance up here, and every time I call her, it's gone up about 500 bucks. The last time I talked to her, a studio apartment was about two grand in Astoria. What? Yeah. It's very expensive everywhere. There's no cheap place to live that isn't either really far away or terrifying or both. So I'm in this like rock and a hard place thing where... Yeah, I, I want out. I, I've wanted out of my building for a couple of years now, but I can't afford it right now. So if he's trying to force me out, he's doing a terrible job. Yeah.
0: Also, if you're months to months, he can just tell you not to be there anymore. But right. He did say he was conflict averse.
1: He is, and he's he's been a good landlord. He's always been very attentive. If he wanted me out, he also could have just like not fixed stuff and you know made me go that way. So I, I don't really think he's trying to kick me out. Fake. I, pregnancy
0: or real pregnancy he's using to get you out
2: right which, which in that worse. case i admire that commitment yeah
1: that is a lot of yeah that that is a real sting moment there yeah
2: just find out like if she incidentally gives the kid up for adoption and just be like fuck it didn't work All right. yeah
1: if <laughs> i if i kick open the door to her apartment and i see ray walston huddled over a shortwave radio with the headphones making baby sounds i'll know for certain that this is a scam
0: that is a Deep reference. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I do Thank not, you. I am not even sure also, what you're referring to. Uh, yeah. uh, I
1: was trying to reference the Sting, but I think I may have gotten the guy's name wrong. Um, the the guy, the, the fake bookie who's doing the radio of the, the horse race.
0: <laughs> That's right. the sound of it going over my head.
2: Dave,
1: do you want to? Uh, I'll tell
0: want... my little story about stairs. About stairs. Um, so uh, I work uh, in Western Queens as a dog walker, and that means. I go into a lot of pre-war uh, buildings. Of they're pretty big, you know. Uh, uh, in general, smaller buildings aren't dog friendly, but larger buildings are. And pre-war buildings in New York City came along right around the time that elevators transitioned from uh, murder boxes to scary boxes. So they work, um, but they don't have any of like the amenities that you would associate with an elevator in, say, your office building, like doors that open automatically or an intelligence system that cues um, uh, uh, the, the the requests, you know? So it'll stop at every floor that somebody presses a button for, whether it's an up or down and whether it was moving in the direction they want to be moving in, that sort of thing. Uh, you also have to open, like, a door with a doorknob to open the door to the elevator yeah and it's usually got some
2: sort of like horrifying ghost scream yep it's going like up
0: the elevator in my Mm -hmm. building um they uh lubricate the um
2: uh yeah
1: they do yeah they do (laughs) up and down
0: they lubricate the uh the chain or whatever it's bring is bringing it up and down um approximately whenever somebody comes by from the from from the city and is like hey it it sounds like two robots fucking in this elevator, <laughs> so you have to make it stop doing that because that's the sound of in a month everybody who uses it dying. Um,
2: right, and to be fair, it's two loveless robots. Two yeah, like it too oh, like angry. It is a relationship like, that's hate, not working out? Like, this is a hate fuck. This yeah. Is,
0: this is somebody screwed up, and now they're just seeing this mistake through. Yeah. Um. So that's uh, so that's along with saying I take the elevators when I dog walk um, because uh, I walk like 16 miles a day, so I try to save the cartilage in my knees by not taking the stairs, so I see a lot of these elevators. And um, there's a building I work in uh, that I picked the dog up from on Thursday, and it has an elevator in it and I uh, walked in the front door on Thursday, walked to the elevator, pressed the button, took the elevator up to the fourth floor. It's, it's a 6th floor building. My client lives on the fourth floor. Opened the door, walked over to the client's door, opened that door, got the dog, walked back down the hall, got in the elevator, took the elevator to the first floor, walked out the door, walked this dog for about 30 minutes, brought it back, Walked in the front door, pressed the elevator call button, elevator came, opened the elevator door, went up to the fourth floor, got out, walked down the hall, put the dog away, locked the door, and walked back to the elevator. And then I pressed the elevator call button. While I was waiting for the elevator to come, I texted my client that uh, her dog had done everything it was supposed to do on this on this walk if you were to look in my phone right now you would see about 35 36 people who are who just get texts of your dog peed and pooped
2: (laughs) which i was assuming what you were referring to not like you know you know your dog did its taxes yeah
1: (laughs) does it it say dog or does it just have the name of the animal
0: uh it says stuff like madison peed madison pooped.
1: it'd be so confounding if the police found your phone
0: i know They would think I was...
1: Interesting. A man of a very (laughs) interesting other life. Yeah, as opposed
2: to what I am. We're getting to the heart of the story.
0: We totally are. So the elevator shows up, and I open the door, and from down the hall I hear, it's doing it again. And I turn and look, because I've been so engrossed in my texting about poop that I hadn't noticed anybody else in the hall. About 20 feet down the hall, there's a guy... And he's about, you know, six foot two, six foot three, taller than me, Uh, skinny, wearing sweats, very dark, curly hair, probably 18, 19 years old. And he's just sort of staring at me, not necessarily maliciously, but staring at me. And I went, what? And he goes, the elevator is doing it again. It's not, it's going from floor one to floor six. And had I, um, had I been thinking, I would have just gone, okay, thanks, and and left, gotten in the elevator and ta- taken it, uh, pretending that I didn't understand what he was trying to say, which I didn't, but instead, I asked him for clarification of the statement, <laughs> By saying, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, the elevator, for like two hours, all it's been doing is going from floor one to floor six, back and forth, back and forth. I went, what? Because... Because you'd been on it. (laughs) I had been on it, and it had not gone to floor six when I had been on it. It had gone to floor four. Also, that's what elevators do. They go up and down. So I went, what? And he goes it's not stopping at any other floors and i'm holding the door on floor 4 <laughs> where it is the elevator stopped is, yeah. <laughs> not only that i had taken it three other times in the last hour and it had stopped at four so i look at him and he looks at me and i had the thought is everything i know wrong <laughs> Have I just been, have I been asleep? Is this a dream? I don't know if you guys are like this, but when somebody is so wrong, so confident, so confidently at me, I do deeply consider the fact that.
2: You might be wrong.
0: I am the wrong one. Hmm. I don't have the confidence in my own ability to think, no, that this guy is, is crazy. But I was about 95% sure he was crazy, which led me to the next conclusion. I should not get in this elevator (laughs) (laughs) because if I do, it will destroy him. (laughs) So I closed the door and I said, thank you very much for telling me that. And then I walked down (laughs) the stairs and out of the building. And I haven't seen him since, but I probably will at some
2: point. Had you ever seen him prior?
1: No,
0: no, not that I recall.
1: Legend says he's still riding that elevator <laughs> from floor one to floor six and back.
0: Another thing he said was that the super had pressed the wrong button so that it was not stopping at floors.
1: Is there a button yes, that I would don't do think that? That's
0: what I was thinking. Is there a button where you can press that and that will happen? No. And if so, would they leave that in the hands of the super?
1: There, so... There is a legend of a trick on elevators.
0: Oh, yeah, that you can press a button sequence, and that'll skip all the other... Yeah, it's
1: like the emergency for, like, police and and rescue workers. And I've done it on my... I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. I've done it on the elevator in my office building, but I'm never sure if I'm just lucky that no one else is trying to press the button to go up or if it's actually doing it. Uh But, yeah, I think it's you press, you hold down... Um, the door button as it's closing, and then you, while still holding it, you hit the floor. You won't have to look it up. I haven't done it in a while.
0: Well, you would have to do it with... I think the way that works is it bypasses the floors of people also in the elevator with you.
1: Right, but I think it also bypasses anyone who outside from another floor is trying to call the elevator. So maybe that's what he was doing, maybe to go up and down.
0: Well, except that this is not an elevator that has any central computer. This is like an elevator. This is one of those lifts that just like stops at floors, as
1: it's called. Like right but the, it might be a more analog it might not require a computer to pull that off it might be a very analog solution
0: maybe but i don't the guy wasn't in to be clear this guy was not in the elevator right. telling me this. like this is just a thing he's claiming is happening that's not happening
1: I'm not even sure this guy exists no you could have yeah. gone down to the basement and seen a gravestone with his jacket on it and his name on the gravestone and he's been dead for 40 years
0: well, that added a dimension to it. Yeah, yeah, does
2: that lead into my story? Because it kind of does. Yeah,
1: go <laughs> it really. Go I'm it. intrigued beyond measure.
2: Yeah. Um, I am easily scared. Um, and i I don't want to say that I believe in ghosts, but I don't not believe in ghosts. You know, like enough weird shit has happened to me over the course of my life that I'm just like, there's something weird going on. You know what I mean? Like something spooky going on. Right. And I um, I remember the first time I had that sort of fear. Uh, I think I was like, I'll say six or seven when you're kind of, you know, susceptible to that sort of thing. And I was visiting my dad. My parents were divorced and I would go visit my dad on the weekends. And I had a uh, a cot that I would sleep in in his room. And... Uh, my bedtime was obviously earlier than adult bedtime. So I went, uh, and they would leave the light on mostly. Like it was, you know, maybe 50% of what the light normally is in the room. Uh, and I was having a hard time falling asleep. Um, and we were on the first floor. Uh, or like technically there was like the lobby. It was an apartment building. There was the lobby and then there was our floor and there was a, uh, a balcony, outside of the window of the room that I was sleeping in. Uh, the door to the balcony was in a different room, but, like, the windows for that room faced the balcony. Um, and I was confident that if somebody was going to murder somebody, it was going to be through that balcony, they would just climb up, go through the, you know, the window or the door and, and murder. Uh, and, and casually murder. Yeah. <laughs> gotta murder somebody tonight. Uh, and I was... Uh, I was sitting there watching the window and all of a sudden I see a hand come through the, the, the blinds and pull it down a little bit and I screamed. I lost my shit. Yeah. It was that like in a movie where you're like, ah, 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 like and I called my dad and he's like, what, what, what is it? Like, and I'm like, there, there, there's a hand. The hand came through the thing. The hand came through the thing. Uh, and he, and he went there like panicked because he could see that like, this was real and the window was closed and there was no way that it could have happened but it fucking did man <laughs> it did i this was like 30 plus years ago and i can still see that fucking hand pull the pull the blinds down like scared the fucking shit out of
1: me and you couldn't see anything beyond that There was no like face or shoulders or no it was just like darkness. a person reaching
2: through yeah because it was nighttime so like right. all you saw was just like a hand like i it oh uh so it like i was susceptible and growing up there were like other things that happened like even one with a witness um, a friend of mine and i uh were coming home one day uh and it was i want to say it was like 11 o'clock at night somewhere between like 11 and midnight. So it was like nighttime, like legitimate, you'd call it nighttime. Um, and going to my block, which was a dead end, uh, technically like I lived on a, a cul-de-sac that was off of a dead end, but whatever. Um, so going on my block, um, it was very suburban. It was, you know, like peaceful, you know, suburban houses and lawns and stuff like that. Um, except for the house on the corner. It was like, overgrown lawn and the, you know, the rumor had it that it was the person that lived there was in a wheelchair and that like, they never went out and they never took care of anything because they couldn't because they were kind of like an invalid, if you will. Uh, So we never saw them. We never paid much attention to it. And uh, my friend Ian and I were coming home one night, uh, as I said, at 11 o'clock and we approached the house, and for the first time, there's lights on at the house, and there's lights on outside of the house, which we did not know existed and There was a woman in a dress with what we would describe what we we called her chainsaw lady" because it <laughs> seemed like she had a chainsaw all right I'm pretty confident that she had like. Electric hedge clippers of some kind. Sure. But it was 11 o'clock at night. <laughs>
0: it's when you do your best hedge trimming.
2: Right. <laughs> in a dress, mm-hmm. like, with hedges. And, like, just sort of silhouetted in a weird way. Uh, like, you know, because of the light. And we ran. <laughs> we got out of there can I tell, so fast. Can I tell a quick one? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: uh, When we were in high school, we would drive... Like a lot, just because we were bored. We had a fucking full city, but like we also like lived in service the suburbs of the city, and yeah. like we, uh, my friends had cars, so they'd be like, "Let's just drive." So we'd go out on I ninety five up towards Maine, and um, uh, we we were one day we're um, it's like eleven, we're, yeah. com- we're coming back, and I ninety five is a big highway. There's like four lanes or whatever, but it was pretty. It was pretty empty. And we passed this car, we're in the left lane, it's in the right lane, we passed this car and I look down, and driving it is a clown. <laughs> <laughs> in full clown makeup and wig and nose.
2: He's horrifying.
0: It's yeah. the most, and he was alone in the car. Yeah. And I was like, alright, maybe he's coming from a party, that a kid's party, this late. He didn't take off the makeup or the wig or the... And I just yelled, clown! <laughs> <laughs> So that's that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I understand the impulse to run away from Chainsaw Lady.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, and even the area that I lived in, uh, did I, I, I told you guys about the murders?
1: <laughs> no, I, I believe I would have remembered
2: that. Okay. So um, the, the house that I, I happened to, like the house that my, eventually I moved in with my dad. And the house that he purchased uh, was on, uh, it, they were all new developments. Like a developer had come in. Uh, and built all these houses. So, uh, you know, it, I, we knew that it had been forest prior to, uh, prior to us living there. So one day, uh, I was probably, I want to say like 17 or 18. Uh, and my parents were away. Uh, and it was just me in the house. My, my dad, uh, my mom and my, uh, my sister, were on a vacation to Rocking Horse Ranch that I did not want to go on. So, uh, my friend is dropping me off, uh, and he was like, "Hey, so it's crazy about what happened here." And I was like, "What? Wh- what happened here?" <laughs> He's like, "You know the the murder. <laughs> like, what murder?" Uh, and apparently, in the uh, in the early '80s, in Northport, which is where I lived in the very woods on which I lived, um, there, were, there was a murder uh, called the Say You Love Satan murder. And uh, a young boy, uh, like, beat and sort of tortured uh, a, a younger kid, um, telling him that he had to say that he loved Satan or he would murder him. And I believe he did. And he murdered him anyway. Uh, and then left his body in the woods for a week. And uh, encouraged others to come view it. Till eventually, and they did, till eventually one of the students in the high school was like, hey, that's, this is not a thing. This is not a <laughs> recreational thing. Like uh, So, and I was like, oh, where did that happen? And he's like, um, basically under your house. <laughs> and I was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a- in reality, it was probably about within like, 500 feet or 500 yards of like where my house was somewhere in that general area nobody's really 100 percent sure Sure. but enough to like and then he like dropped me off like at my (laughs) house he's like all right well good night enjoy the night alone yeah uh and it was like so we're this is just full-on indian burial ground right (laughs) it's just like the
1: worst cursed ground yeah
2: uh so for the entire night like i did not sleep i just listened to the house settle Alone with like all the lights. It was the only time that I I slept with like all the lights on. So all this is to give you context as to who I am and what I've experienced. Um, So uh, the one thing that I never worried about is when I was around like others during the day. Because when you're around others during the day, like ghosts know to step off. You know, like that's just a thing that we all agree that, that it's not going to happen. So uh, last Thursday, uh, I was at work and every time it's somebody's birthday, they get to decide like what we're going to do to celebrate. And it's usually like cupcakes or ice cream or a cake or whatever. Um, and this particular uh, week, the person decided that they wanted to have ice cream sandwiches, uh, which is fun, you know. Um, and our, my whole office is 12 people total. Um, so you'd know everybody pretty well cause you all work together and it's 12 fucking people. You can memorize 12 people. Um, and six of us were in the control room pretty much all day long. Uh, and the other six were kind of doing stuff and it was around three 30 in the afternoon and, um, Beth, who's our office manager, uh, was like, all okay, right, we're going to do the ice cream sandwich stuff. And I was like, okay, can you bring it in here? Because, you know, we can't leave, but we want the ice cream sandwiches. So, (laughs) uh, they all come in and, uh, we start singing a song and I, I see everybody come in and I sort of look away. Um, and I look back at the door and there's just like a, a silhouette in the door and I can see everybody else. And it's all 12 of us, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I was like, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> so, uh, like, like I, I sort of look away, figuring like, okay, I'm going to look back and it's going to be gone. And it was some sort of illusion or whatever. Uh, then I look back and it's still there. I was like, oh, oh no. And I was like, okay. It's, it's in the form of a woman. And I was like, okay, well, like, let me look at the women. Like, okay, nope, there's both women that work in our office. (laughs) Uh, And nobody else is acknowledging this. Like, no one in the office has interacted with this form in any way. So I'm starting to feel as though, like, am I the only one that can see this person? (laughs) And I want to ask other people about it, but, like, You can't, you know what I mean? It's sort of that thing where, like, if you're in a room and, like, a dog starts talking, like, out loud, like, and other people aren't acknowledging it, then you're crazy. You You know what I mean? Hey, who's talking dog is this? (laughs) Right. Like, everybody would either acknowledge it or they don't see it. Right. Uh, Because you can't get into my office without one of us letting you in. Um, Because we have an elevator, but the elevator is locked. So it's impossible for a bystander to just be there. So it's not somebody from the outside world. I know it's not somebody from the outside world. Because somebody would go like, hey, weirdo, crazy person. Because we all know all of us. So like the person leans forward just a, a tiny bit. And now I can see that it's an Asian lady. Um, which, like, in my, like, oh my god, a ghost is going to kill us. I was like, well, in all horror movies scary asian ladies are the, like the scariest version of things you know like i'm not trying to be racist no, about it you're imagining
1: a J horror style like uh the ring
2: right that's thing, exactly yeah. what I, and i'm like oh no like <laughs> this just went up a notch uh so uh like i'm at a point where i'm kind of in a room full of people mildly hyperventilating about the fact that i'm the only one that can see a ghost that's like silhouetted in the door um Eventually it comes out, uh, eventually like somebody else interacts and I'm like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> human. Yeah. You're an actual human being. Uh, and it turned out that like one of our coworkers, uh, it was one of our coworkers, fiance's, Um, but they had been dating for six months before he told us she existed and they had been engaged for two months before he told us they were engaged. And she came in the office for half the day without telling anyone that she was coming in the office. For a half a day. Because that's not like a thing. You don't bring your fiancé to work day. Mm-hmm. like So it was not like a thing that I had expected. Um, so it w- in this particular case, unlike the other ones, it was not a ghost. It was an actual human being. That being said, I decided I was going to tell this story. And I was coming home and writing a story on my iPhone. And maybe it's Apple's craziness. Maybe it's something else. It was in a six consecutive songs that had the word ghost in them. Like, like each time I was like, what? Like, what? That's weird. I don't have that many songs that have ghosts in them. But I'm like, okay, it's in my brain. Crazy, weird, whatever. Uh, I get to the front door of this apartment. I turn on, I turn the key. And Dave and my wife, Joy, are already here. And the first words out of their mouth are, did you do that? And I was like, what? They're like, the lights went on as soon as you walked in the apartment. You must have done that. And I was like, I did not do that. (laughs) Uh, Now, I have like the weird like lights that you can turn on automatically. But I did not turn them on automatically. So even though that wasn't in fact a ghost, like something's out there, man.
0: Yeah, no, I I I will verify that we were sitting. <laughs> I I showed up about ten minutes early. Joy was here, so I uh, we were just hanging out and chatting, and we heard the key go in the lock, and boom, all the lights in the room came on, and we we're like, oh, Dustin must have wired his crazy his crazy turn on lights to do that as soon as they sense his phone or something, but no,
2: I've not done that.
1: Weird, totally weird. is yeah. it, it the that lights that's hooked up to the Echo?
2: Yes, it is. But you but you have to turn them on each independently. So yeah. for them uh, both to come on simultaneously weird. is damn near impossible. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Um I like that as a society we've all gotten together and agreed that ghosts will only show up when it's creepy to do so. Right. Yes. <laughs> like like it will like,
1: never be you'll never
0: pass a ghost in
1: your office hallway or
0: something. Yeah. Just, yeah. A ghost is never just going to walk in and be like, "Hey guys, we're real,
2: right? Yeah, right. And then, like, but, but that's what that's what I'm like. That's why that's where I was particularly nervous because I was like, "This is a ghost who's just like in the middle of an office party. Right? We're having a, we're having ice breaking cream the sandwiches. social contract. Right? We're having ice cream sandwiches in this fucking ghost yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bullshit is that? Don't you know what you're doing? Yeah, ghost. So point is, I'm not going to sleep well tonight either. Yeah, because mm-hmm. all of it's adding up to like definitely ghosts. Definitely ghost. Sure. I, all right. We'll talk Sorry, about this I'm, later.
1: I'm very skeptical about.
0: Maybe it's a ghost baby, Morgan. It's
1: probably not a ghost baby. Ghost
0: baby, ghost bo- dog, ghost cat, ghost family. You live with a ghost of fam- family. Family <laughs> it of turns ghosts. Out my apartment has been <laughs>
1: empty this whole time. That would be an interesting twist. You'd be yeah. paying because very little
0: money to live in that entire <laughs> building
1: but it also means that someone's <laughs> been cashing my checks and I demand all of my money back ghost check cashing should company. not be able to you should, charge me rent <laughs> you
2: should just try that thing so when he's like hey I need the rent it's like fuck you you're a ghost I'm not even gonna say anything I'm just, you gonna, don't like, even know.
1: I'm just gonna like quizzically poke him with my yeah. finger <laughs>
2: and see what happens <laughs> and then shake
1: my head sadly and trudge back to my apartment <laughs> poor ghost thinks he's real
2: I'm muttering that it might it, it'll really fucking shit up it really will yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, alright well will
1: never well, fix my, my, the next thing that goes wrong
2: uh i think that i think that's all of our stories
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i think we've covered uh um, wait
0: wait the fourth of us the ghost
1: what Whoa! <laughs> all, right. all right guys well happy halloween and <laughs> um well, rate us on itunes the spookiest place where you can download podcasts all right
2: later bye now bye. <laughs>